Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Chapter 4. Nature. I knew that essentially nothing had changed. Okay, so Victoria had not given up. But had I ever dreamed for one moment that she had? Her reappearance had only confirmed what I had already known. No reason for fresh panic, in theory. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Ergy. And this is Twilight in Quarantine from Hot and Bothered. So, Julia, you really vibed with the chapter title last week. Did you vibe with the chapter title this week? I mean, I'm open to it. I just think I understood it less. Like, I like to feel smart. And I was like, motives. Yeah. Edward has them. Bella has them. And then this one, it was like nature. And I was like, they go to the beach. That's nature. But I'm not sure what it means in terms of human nature or werewolf nature. Well, Jacob is arguing that it's natural to be a werewolf and it's unnatural to be a vampire and Bella is arguing that it's natural to not shave your legs I think I missed that paragraph but that's an interesting idea Mm -hmm. she was like "Ooh, I'm au natural (laughs) yeah there are many implications for this so it's a little less clear to me but thought-provoking as always okay it's time for our 30-second recap Julia it is your turn to go first great count me in On your mark, get set, go. So Bella, Edward is hunting. He's going to bag a couple mountain lions for her. She goes to work. She's quitting. Um, She then doesn't need to be at work. She goes to La Push because it's 15 minutes away and Alice can't get her. Um, Jacob is there. They're so excited to see each other. They go to the beach. He's like, why did you get back with him? And she's like, because I love him. And he's like, he's dead. And they kind of same old, same old argument. And then I think he cries at the end. And that's it. Ugh, you're a star, Argy. I didn't really think that that was that good. So I appreciate the compliment. Even you're not good is the rest of the world's superb. Okay, would you like to go? I would. Will you time me? Yes. Okay. Three, two, one, go. So Bella eats her Cheerios, one Cheerio at a time, because time goes so slowly when Edward is gone. 
and then she goes to work and she can't work and what is she going to do with her day? <gasps> She's going to escape to visit Jacob. He hugs her so much she can't breathe. Billy is like, what's up, Bella? And Jacob and she have this whole fight and she tells Jacob what happened last summer and that Edward actually left for her own good and Jacob is like, if he didn't come back, we would be together. Um, breaking news. Do do do. My breaking news is that Jacob hugs too hard. You mean you don't knock the wind out of people when you hug them? No. And I just think it's deeply ironic because in theory, the reason that he's so mad at Edward is because Edward's nature is dangerous to Bella's life. And like Edward's love is going to kill her. And like what an interesting metaphor that Jacob's love takes the air out of Bella's lungs. Like his love is also oppressive. Yeah, I can't believe in our recap we didn't touch on Jacob's elaborate eagle eating a fish metaphor and that the fish doesn't kiss the eagle back. And then Bella calling eagles hot. She's yeah. like, well, I would get it if the fish did because eagles are hot. And I was <laughs> like, hmm, okay. Budding ornithologist. Eagles are not my favorite bird, so. Okay, controversial take. I think owls are way hotter. My other piece of breaking news is me sharing a truth about myself. Carlisle at one point is like, we should stick to the plan, Bella. I am so unclear as to what the plan is. What's the plan? Oh, let me refresh your memory. So Carlisle is going to change Bella after high school graduation. Okay. And that's why Bella is quitting her job at Newton's because... She's going to be a vampire and can no longer be working at an outdoor store. So Carlisle just isn't aware of, like, the side deal that Edward and Bella have. Bella hasn't agreed to that plan, and she's agreed to this one. He might be. I'm sure he's aware of it. So you think that Carlisle might be the one male character in this entire series that cares about consent? I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, except for, like, changing all of the Cullens, you know, into vampires. Yeah, maybe he's grown since he did the most recent change. Yeah, Bella is certainly consenting to being turned into a vampire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She should be the poster child for enthusiastic consent. What would the poster look like, do you think? I think it would be like her every morning in front of a mirror, like drawing two red dots on her neck. Got it. Yeah. yeah and it'd yeah. be like, bite me. <laughs> bite me, please. Yeah. Okay, I'm so excited. Our graphic design future is, like, right in front of us. Um, What breaking news do you have? Bella and Jacob have their own tree? I've never had a tree with anyone. It's leading me to believe that Team Jacob is being resuscitated. After this chapter, I'm still not ready for Team Jacob to be resuscitated. A tree is not enough. What, what would it take for you? A forest. A literal forest or, like, a metaphorical forest? I want him to, like, plant a forest for her. I'm very upset about what's going on in Brazil. And so if Jacob were to save a forest, I would be Team Jacob again. Okay. It has little to nothing to do with the actual harms he's caused Bella and more having to do with your own concerns about the state of the world. Correct. I want him to solve climate change. Tall task, but I'm sure he's up to it. He's a tall man. True. Um, did you have any moments of genuine enjoyment? Yeah, I loved the start of the chapter about Bella complaining about having a bad week because I'm also having a bad week. And it was really nice to see myself 
represented on the pages. We're having bad weeks for different reasons. My vampire stalker hasn't come back to town. School is just starting. And it's a bummer. It's a total bummer. Like Bella, I always knew it was going to happen. But once it's here, I'm still upset about it. Did you have any moments of genuine enjoyment? I love the car chase. Let me explain my definition. Bella is trying to escape Forks. And she's like, I only have 15 minutes to cross the treaty line. And it was the best action sequence of Twilight so far. You're like, is she going to make it across the line? Her truck can only go 55 miles an hour, 15 miles and 50 miles an hour. And I was like doing math like it was an SAT question. And I just loved it. I loved it. And then Bella escaped. She got there. She got across the treaty line. She got to see Jacob. So happy for her. Yeah, we've been wanting her to go visit for a long time. So I'm glad it finally happened. I also genuinely enjoyed the metaphor of the magnets. Parse that out for me because I wasn't sure who was what magnet. Sure. So Bella's like worried about what she's going to do with her day. She doesn't want to show up at work at Newton's too quickly. So she starts playing with the magnets on her refrigerator. And she really wants the magnets to be attracted to each other. But they have like negative forces. So she like can't push them together. And I think that this is a chapter about her and Jacob. It's a metaphor for hers and Jacob's relationship, how she like wants to be close to him, but like their lives have taken them on a path where they can't be close to each other. That's nice. I love that. Sure. And I genuinely enjoy a good metaphor. I wonder if Bella will come to that conclusion soon. She and Jacob are just not meant to be. Yeah, but she's still in the part of the metaphor where she's trying to force the two magnets together. So not yet, Julia. Like three chapters from now, the magnets will like be lying on the floor and she'll be like, oh, no. Yeah, they're both just going to fall off the freezer one day. Okay, do you have any advice to offer today? Yeah, I have some advice for Karen Newton, who Mm. I think is a bad boss. Karen Newton is Mike's mom who runs the outdoor store and she shows up to work all dolled up she has her hair done nails done toes done and high heels bella shows up to work and is first forced to wear an orange fluorescent vest i feel like if karen can wear whatever she wants bella should be able to just wear her regular outfit with a name tag you know we don't hear bella talking a lot about clothes anymore and that she has to wear a outfit a uniform she doesn't like every time she goes to work is a huge bummer. Yeah, and I do think that bosses should have to do what they make their employees do. The other thing I'll say, though, is that I feel like Bella is shaming Karen for being, like, ultra femme, and I'm not into that. Like, I love Karen's look. She sounds great. Pedicure time is me time. Good job, Karen. I didn't like Karen that much, not for her outfit, but because she doesn't actually also seem good at communicating to her employees about when they need to be in work. Absolutely. I think that Karen is a bad boss, but I don't think she's like a bad woman, which I Mm -hmm. do feel like she's being shamed for wearing heels. Yeah. Condone shoes of all kinds. Yeah. I'm not here to judge shoes. That is not what this podcast is about. We only judge birds here. (laughs) Uh, do you have any advice i do um i think that edward should do a nicer proposal than an ultimatum his proposal is basically like 
you want me to do you a favor, then marry me. And so it's like more like a blackmail or ultimatum than a proposal. Proposals are supposed to be like freely given and freely received. They're supposed to be deeply romantic. And Edward is really frustrated with Bella that she isn't saying yes to his proposal. And I'm like, do better. I don't think Bella wants a nice proposal, though. Like, I'm not sure it would help either of them in their goals. I guess I just think it should be a sincere proposal. I just think that they should have one romantic conversation about it where he says, look, separate from whether or not I change you, I want to marry you. I love you. I want to spend my life trying to make you happy. I want to buy you a private jet. I want us to get litters of kittens together. Mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable with you being a vampire until we're married. And these are all the reasons that I think we should get married. I feel like if Edward actually gave a lovey-dovey speech to Bella, she would agree in approximately two seconds. There has never been a moment where Edward has made an honest romantic gesture and Bella has not melted to the floor. Right. And so my advice is to Edward, if you actually want to marry her, give a lovey-dovey speech. She'll say yes. Yeah, I think she's like a words of affirmation. She's not a gifts. She's not a gifts person. Yeah, she is a words of affirmation and a physical touch person. If he made out with her for 30 seconds and then said, will you marry me? She would say yes. Yes. She loses her mind every time they kiss. Yes. So Edward, make a romantic plea. 
statement from his end that he hates vampires. But I would like to advise him just for the efficacy of his storytelling, just say the names. It's just not as good when she's constantly interrupting him. It's bad for the flow. It's bad for coherence. Ultimately, he needs to say their names and then he can quickly do some kind of meditation reset and forget them. But for the max seven minutes where he's telling the exciting adventure story, you got to say the names. Ugh, I love Julia's writing corner. I'm just workshopping their storytelling abilities. It's my favorite thing that you do. I mean, pretty straightforward. Yeah, Jacob, like you are a servant of your story. The story is bigger than you. <laughs> Let it move through you. Exactly. Ego has no place in storytelling. Wow. Do you have a second piece of advice? So as I've talked about a lot, I do not think that Alice actually has any power of note. Like, I think Alice and I have the same amount of power. I can also vaguely tell what's going on with my friends sometimes because I am in constant conversation with my friends. And I'm like, oh, today might be a bad day for Julia because it's the first day of school. I'll check in with her. And I could tell myself the story that I had a vision of Julia having a bad day when really I just know you. So we've established that. But my advice is for Esme and Carlisle. Like, they are the, like, presumptive parents of Alice. And I think that they needed to set her down and talk to her about the way in which that she is special and worthy because of who she is and because she is worthy of love. And it is time that we mature out of this lie. I think someone needs to break Alice's spirit. What do you think that they should do to, like, build it back up? You know, you have to do, like, a compliment sandwich. I would like to separate out those two things. I think that they can give this as a compliment sandwich. Like, Alice, you know that you're so sweet and empathetic. You don't have a real power, but you care about your family and that's what matters. But I don't think they need to build her back up. I think that she will learn to be a more resilient person if she learns to build herself back up. Tear him down. Watch him figure it out. I don't think that they should, like, be cruel to her. I think that they should be honest with her. Like, I am not pro-tearing people down, like, being like, and you smell bad. Like, that's not necessary. But, like, let's all get on the same page with reality. It would be like if I was my age and I was still trying to be a pop star. Like, I would really appreciate if you pulled me aside and you were like, Vanessa, I don't think this is going to happen for you. Like, you don't have a good singing voice. You... I don't know what else would be wrong with me because other than that, I would be a great pop star. But like, yeah, maybe they could redirect her towards just her art regularly. Right. I'm very pro confronting reality. And I think that she is not going to come to this conclusion by herself. She has completely bought in to I am a pop star who has visions of the future. And it's like time that someone yanks her out of that dream. Wow. The harsh, harsh reality of the world. Best of luck to her. Okay, Julia, it's time for Reality TV Corner. We've circled back around and it's time for The Bachelor again. Dun dun. <laughs> Who do you want to send on a Bachelor date? I would like to send Emmett and Jacob on a date. I'm really excited for them to get to know each other. We got a great line from Emmett in this chapter that reminded me a lot of Jacob. Bella is going to each of the columns and saying how upset she is about Victoria and they all dismiss her concerns. But Emmett just says, I'm so glad you're around, Bella. It's so much more fun now that you're here. 
And that kind of energy really reminds me of like early new Moon Jacob before he turned into a werewolf and a misogynist. <laughs> so I would like to send them to a floor is lava date where they uh. have to like go through an obstacle course together and it'll be like, bro, let me catch you, bro. I'll, I'll throw you over there. Great job, bro. <laughs> it'll be so cute and they'll fall in love. Oh, my God. I'm voting for yours. <laughs> I love a Flores Lava date. Flores Lava is the best. It's a show that rewards cooperation. Just imagine them chucking each other. They're both huge and super strong. I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. It's also a show that rewards like people getting up in each other's physical business. And so I love it when it's an all bro dude team and they have to just be like hugging and holding each other the whole time. Yeah, it's like steamy, it's flirty. I think even if it's not a romantic connection at the end, like I will have loved to like hear about what happened. Uh, let's actually throw this to the judges. Nettleman, if I know I'm about to lose, do I have <laughs> to even try? Okay, fine. I would like to send Bella and Jacob on one of the romantic getaways. I think like, let's give these kids a chance. It's going to go horribly. Well, this is Vanessa's harsh truth episode. (laughs) Then Jacob will have to confront that fact. Like at the end of this chapter, Jacob is like, if Edward didn't come back, we would be together. And I'm like, if Edward didn't come back, you guys would have kissed. Like that is a fact. You guys were about to kiss and like Alice ruined it. But you guys would not be together. It would have already gone so poorly she would have realized she's not into you romantically or something or Jacob or not like maybe you're right maybe that kiss would have been so overwhelming and like you were willing to actually make out with Bella and Bella would realize that her love language is physical touch and like you guys would just be all over each other but I want to give them the chance so let's give them a helicopter Let's, like, send them to the beach. Let's give Bella a, you know, slinky bikini. Like, really do it up and give this thing a chance. Okay. I do think it will crash and burn. But if that is the ultimate outcome of the date, then I think you're right. So, again, everybody, go vote online. I mean, just, like, go vote for Emma and Jacob as Flores Lava. But I do think that I have a compelling argument here. Um, Do you have anything in your Twilight Diary? I do. There was an extremely interesting theory that Bella threw out in this chapter. Right after the whole Eagle is hot debacle, Jacob gets mad and it's like, oh, it's because he's hotter than me. And she's like, I would love Edward, even if he were ugly. Vanessa, do you think that's true? Sort of. Really? Say more. Like, if Peter were to wake up tomorrow and look totally different and look like a version of himself that, like, I wouldn't have been attracted to early on, I think I would still be attracted to him. That is exactly my point. I think if Edward changed his appearance suddenly and he was no longer attractive physically to her, she would still be into him. But if at day one of Forks High School, Edward was sitting in biology class looking like Tyler and then acted rude to her, Bella would have never given him the time of day. I don't know. Bella just might be, like, falling for a pickup artist. Like, maybe she likes nagging. Okay, so, so you think it was the personality that got her? 
she's just so obsessed with how he looks. Like, it's hard to imagine that that is actually something that she believes since every time he's on the page, she's like, he's so hot that I can no longer breathe and my heart starts to have an arrhythmia. Yeah, he's the eagle of humans. Uh-huh. I do believe that Edward is objectively hot because Carlisle changed him and we know that Carlisle only changes hot people, but... I don't know. I just think that Bella and Edward really bond because they both love gemstones. Mm, mm-hmm. And, like, I think that is at the heart of their love for each other and, like, not his looks. Yeah, that transcends physicality. Yeah. Like, if someone were like, oh, my God, you also like opals, I'd be like, oh, what? We're so connected. You also like Debussy? <laughs> what? You've heard Claire de Lune before? Do you also what? like chocolate? And then Edward would be like, no, I don't eat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. It's such a good question, Julia. I didn't expect you to bring the really tough philosophical questions in today's Twilight Diary, but you've blown my mind. I'm happy to deliver. It was just such a bold claim that I was really not convinced of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have anything in your Twilight Diary? I do. Rosalie and Victoria are the best warriors of the group. Rosalie is, like, so fierce that Jacob is, like, even I stand. Whoa. And then, like, Victoria is there, like, evading everyone. I love how hot these women vampires are. Competence. So cute. Do you think there'll be a one-on-one face-off? I'd be into it. We can only hope. Yeah, exactly. What do you want to put in Bella's care package this week? So I've touched on strategies for Bella to evade the Cullen's grasp in terms of being able to have free movement of her body, which she currently doesn't now possess. And I've come up with a new strategy based on her successful escape. So I would like Bella to carry around a coin. And right when she wants to go to La Push, she's 15 minutes away. She's at the border. Right when she wants to go, she flips the coin. Head she goes, tail she doesn't. So that way, every time the quote-unquote decision is made, she's already within the bounds of being able to get there. I will give her a quarter. 25 cents, Bella. Here you go. So smart. I love this. I love strategy. And I love that you – this is a very cheap item for her care package. Totally. And so we're we're saving some money in the budget this week, which I appreciate. Exactly. Do you have anything to put in her care package? I want to put in Bella's care package like a basic HR manual for her to give to Mrs. Newton because the real betrayal of Mrs. Newton is that Bella shows up for work and she's like, oh, I should have called you. We don't need you today. And that is so disrespectful to someone's time. Like you are a horrible boss if someone shows up at work and you're telling them that you don't need them. And Mrs. Newton lies to a woman saying that she can leave flyers there and then she's just gonna trash the flyers which i think is like a bad thing to do but also looks really bad in front of your employees that you like don't respect your word or your promises like she needs a lot of management advice so i'm i'm gonna give bella a management book to like drop in mrs newton's like cubby at the office i thought bella was gonna have to read it and be like um karen please distribute those flyers But it makes sense to just pass it along directly. Yeah, I just want like a passive aggressive like, oh, I've heard that book is really good. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good strategy. Yeah. What do you think happens next chapter? Well, I think that Edward is going to be real mad at Bella for going to visit Jacob and that 
I don't know. Edward and Bella should have a conversation based on honesty and communication about how she wants to be friends with Jacob and that should be totally fine. But instead, she and Edward will like only say half sentences and like grunt at each other and then kiss and then talk about gemstones. So I think what should happen in the next chapter is like a frank conversation about expectations of people who are in relationships but still have friendships with other people. But I don't think it's going to happen. Wow. I think this could be your most accurate guess yet. This is Twilight and Quarantine, a romantic proposal from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are produced and edited by Ariana Nettleman, and this show was conceived of as a vampire baby by the amazing Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I would choose to wear a hot orange vest. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.